It's time again for Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys, three generations, and three hot takes. The triple threat includes baby boomer Ted Patel of Z92.5 The Castle. Our Gen Xer is Matt Burns of ESPN and the SEC Network out of Charlotte, North Carolina. The millennial man is Jared Patel of Valley Sports Detroit. Comments and questions can be sent by email to threepointpod at gmail.com. Follow Three Point Podcast on social media at threepointpod. The fellows will get enrolling right after this from our partners. Nelson House Funeral Home's number one goal is to serve the families in our area. The Nelson House staff are proud to serve our local community with reliability, integrity, and compassion. Unique service representing unique lives, ensuring your loved ones receive the honor and celebration they deserve. Founded in 1880 and continuing the tradition today with chapels in Owasso, Chesanine, and New Lothrop. For more details, find them at nelson-house.com or call 989-723-5234. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup, and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of Three Point Podcast, located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. Hey everybody, it's time for episode 266 of the Three Point Podcast, presented by Memorial Healthcare's Wellness Center and SkyMint Cannabis. At Memorial, children's swimming lessons are underway. Give them a call at 989-720-7081. Sign up, get in line for the next available lessons. In your membership, you got the use of the locker rooms, a private shower, steam room, sauna, lap pool, cardio exercise theater featuring treadmills, ellipticals, ellipticals rather, and all kinds of free weights. It's just a great spot to keep yourself in shape. It is bathing suit season, by the way. You know, we all gotta gotta be looking good this summer. Jared, you still doing good on your plan? It's it's been a bad week. Um, <laughs> So, so yes and no. I mean, one week's not going to kill me, but I tell you what, if this if this goes one more week, uh, yeah, we're we're in we're in panic mode. So, oh, no. it's been a bad week, but it's Sunday. You know, we got the PJ Championship on, so I might be it might be donuts in the future, but tomorrow <laughs> we're back at it. Sounds good. Well, back to Memorial. Check them out on Facebook at Memorial Wellness Center or get more info online at memorialhealthcare.org. Also, SkyMint Cannabis, farm to stash grown right here in the Great Lakes State, 20 locations plus in Michigan. Check out the SkyMint Reserve. Also, check out Michigan's best bundles for deals on flour, vapes, pre-rolls, edibles, and extracts. Ounces as low as 49 bucks. Gift cards available. And if you're over 21, go online at skymint.com check out all the great deals i also want to thank our local partners the az printing solutions they have now moved over to 116 west main street in owasso capital sports Fieldhouse, the sponsor of our prep spotlight we'll have yosar uh, yosef nassar joining for that segment today from abc 12 cr auctions michigan's leader in online auctions nelson house funeral homes rivals tap house and grill and success group mortgage and servicing well what's new boys I, I wouldn't say much is new. Um, it's more of just another day in my life where I kind of look around it and like, am I in a curb episode or something right now? Um, so as we talked about, I'm a little bit off the rails this past, the last four days have been bad with my diet. Um, 
kind of just rolling it over through the rest of the weekend. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Uh, but anyway, so after work yesterday, I go to Five Guys Burgers and Fries, one of my favorite <laughs> places. So I place an online order. I leave work, place my order at work. So that basically by the time I get there, I'll be picking it up. I get there, you know, five minutes passes, still not coming out. Ten minutes passes, still nothing. They're 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 reading off the numbers of the orders that are people that have walked in after me. You know, kind of. I, I don't really care. I got nowhere to go. Literally, just going home to sit on the couch, take a nap. So <laughs> I'm not really. It's not really bothering me. This guy next to me though, who's wearing like what he looks like he just got done running a marathon. This like suit he's wearing, you know, nice little visor hat, like mesh Under Armour over shirt, running shoes, uh, like shorter shorts. Uh, it's kind of like getting really antsy next to me. And it's just me, him, like a few other people all in this kind of standing room only area right by the drink fountain. So every two seconds I have to move out of the way for somebody to get a <laughs> So finally they call my name. I know it's my order because everyone else has been getting numbers. They call my name, Jared. I go up, I grab it. This guy's like walking up with me. I'm <laughs> kind of like, did he think they said his name or something? So sure enough, I grab it. He's like, whoa, 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 what's that? Is that yours? I was like, yeah, I like look at it, flash it. Like it literally has my name on the receipt, big, bold, black letters. Oh, all right, all right, all right. So I walk out. He's like next, I, I kind of hear him in earshot as I'm walking out of this restaurant, bitching at the the waiting staff in the five, you know, five guys saw open. Yeah. You can see the entire kitchen. So he's like letting them hear it. I'm like, dear God, thank God I'm walking out of this place. <laughs> so I pull out and I'm driving out. This guy sprints in front of my car as I'm driving out. It is like taps on my front of my windshield. Hey, hey wait, stop, stop. He's like, oh, yeah, I think they screwed up the orders in there. I think that's mine. I, my my food is sitting in the passenger seat. So I rolled out of my window. He looks at it again, sees my name on their receipt. Oh, wait, no, that's yours. That's yours. Never mind. It's, it's chaos in there, though. You don't even know, man. You're lucky you got your stuff. They don't know what they're doing. I like kind of, <laughs> I wish I was joking. I literally stared at this guy. I I don't know what to say. I usually have something quick to say in these situations. I didn't know what to say. So I just I just stared at him. And then he finally kind of just like backed up and went back into the place probably to cause hell. And so I, really, it's not much of a story. It's kind of a nothing story, but it just shows how chaotic people are. And honestly, yeah. it kind of seemed like something Ted might have done, you know, back <laughs> in the 1990s or so at Greg and Lou's. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys make of that guy? Yeah, I, I think it's one – you it's like you're living in a simulation or something you are you know you always see the people post like tiktoks or videos of them like walking around they they think they're the main character you know like you're walking around the airport you're walking around a store you feel like you're the main character in a movie or something i think that might be happening to you like some of these situations sure. you come up with driving off with a gas pump in your car or <laughs> you know you got you got a guy chasing you down thinking that his food, your food is his, you know, whatever's happening. Going to the ATM with a homeless guy. Going to the ATM yeah, with a homeless guy. Um, yeah, it's crazy. And I understand, you know, <laughs> if people at a restaurant, I'm trying to like, if people at a restaurant are mismanaging or clearly screwing off or, you know, if some other stuff like that is going on and it's taking a while to get your food, I understand that frustration. I don't understand how people get so quickly frustrated just when it's like busy. People are back there hustling, working. And if it's taking a while for your food, all right. I mean, look around. I mean, look, it's like super busy. You know, they're working. It's not like they're back there like on their phones, you know, messing around. Like but people are so quick nowadays. I mean, I feel like we come back to this a lot, Ted. You, you talk about, about it. Yeah. Nowadays, people are just so on edge, but it just seems like people are so quick to get pissed off about everything. It's almost like people 
look for stuff to get mad about. And maybe this guy really thought that the food that you got was his, but I mean, it's a burger and fries. Like, I don't know. I mean, maybe he ordered something really specific, but I don't know. That That's just what I think about when I see stuff like that. Everyone, you know, you get frustrated about things. That's fine. But when you see people in public getting so mad and yelling at the wait staff or yelling at a cashier at the grocery store or just doing all this stuff, sometimes it's just like, what? how can you treat people like this? Like, what, what are you doing? So yeah. I'm glad it didn't turn into something worse. At least he didn't snag your food and try to run off with it or, you know, something stupid. Well, my favorite part of the entire thing was the, the, the two different points of realization where he realized he was a, a jackass. But yet he did it twice. I, I don't know. He read the bag when we were in the restaurant. <laughs> then he comes out and he takes right. a look at the same bag. And I just wish I, you guys, I wish I could have, I, I wish I could save his face in my brain forever because it was <laughs> such a moment of, oh shit. <laughs> I went across his face. When he went through all this work to sprint out of this restaurant, flag me down and and try stopping it no right. people are on edge man it they wasn't are. really that slow of a restaurant i mean five guys you go there you place your order you kind of expect to wait 10 minutes right. it's not a mcdonald's where it's ready in a minute you place the order you, you sit down you relax you eat some eat peanuts, some peanuts. Yep. and then and it's ready for you <laughs> but hey at the end of the day i didn't get injured it was a, it's a funny right. story and i just i'm thankful that there are people out there like that that break up the monotony of my life, man. Because <laughs> I feel like I'm like a, raz- a laser beam for these kind of wackos to just be themselves. And, and I'm, I'm thankful for it. Yeah. You know, Matt, I think, I, I think that uh, a lot of our listeners look forward to catching up with Jared because these stories <laughs> are so bizarre. I know I look forward to it. That's They're for not sure. really stories. It's just like stupid everyday. <laughs> like I, I don't even know. I wouldn't even categorize them as stories as much as they are like encounters. Yeah, I, I don't okay. know what you call them. You're you're like a Grand Theft Auto video game, you know, where you, where you come across the strangers, you know, when you're walking the streets of these video games and you encounter people, and then like a, a whole side mission starts because you encountered this person. That's what's going on with your life. Yeah, and everywhere you go, you just know you're going to bump into someone. Crazy. I just wish the thing. I just it's burning in me. I need to know how it went when he went back in that restaurant and <laughs> no knowing he just went on a wild goose chase out of the restaurant it's yeah. just it's it, you got to find the little things in life to keep you entertained sometimes and that's what i did this weekend that's true yeah well i'm glad that you had some entertainment like that because i've been we're, we're going to talk to like you mentioned ted yosef nasser you know abc 12 tv guy there in mid-michigan um i've been i've been stuck in stuck at work all weekend not stuck you know it's it's the job but softball regionals are going on right now you know the the national tournament for softball and we've done we have one potentially two games so we're recording sunday morning we have one potentially two games this evening depending on who wins if we have two that's we've put seven games out of one control room seven games on tv in three three days wow and that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, so- softball, we, you know, we say we're glad it's softball and not baseball because softball moves quick. You know, games are usually about two hours, uh, maybe a little more than two hours, but they move quick as opposed to the three or four hour baseball games. Um, but it's a lot of TV. It's a lot. Jared, you know, when you're stuck in the truck or a control room for these long days, like when you're doing the high school football state state championships right. or something like that, it's just long days. And start to get delirious you know staring at these these monitors the whole time but you try and keep perspective you know we always try and say we are getting paid to basically watch sports you know we have to do our job so it's not like we're watching but 
you know, I've got the NBA finals on, on another TV. We've got other games on, on other TVs. So, you know, you try and keep that perspective, getting fed a lot of good food and stuff like that. But man, when we're cranking away these, these softball games, it's, uh, you know, we hope people at we hope people at home are appreciating appreciating it. You know, <laughs> well, you know, we we've talked about it before, but again, for maybe new listeners, what are your exact duties when you're you're presenting? You know, softball. What what are you doing? Yeah. So for this weekend, I'm just one of the replay operators. So I'm I'm in one of the positions rolling the replays for some of the cameras. So um, and, and editing some like packages, some highlight mm-hmm. packages and stuff like that. So that's kind of my duties for this weekend. There's three of us, so rolling all the replays, yeah. rolling all the replays, editing the the highlights, the packages, and all that kind of stuff. So when you watch a game, I always tell like like if I'm telling family or something like that, um, a game that they're watching, I'm like, if you see a replay or if you see a highlight package of whoever it is, that that's me doing that's it. That's me. Love <laughs> it. Well, good luck with it tonight for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know we're talking a little TV. Well, we're gonna have the the prep spotlight coming up next. And we'll have a little uh, TV talk in that segment. Looking to buy items online? Go to CRAuctions.com. All you need to do is download the app to your phone or computer and start buying and selling today. CRAuctions.com will market your items all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy something, we can help with that too. Just go to CRAuctions.com. Search our inventory and place your bid. Plus, there are online auctions for farm machinery, firearms, automobiles, and truckloads of overstocked items. It's fast, it's easy, and you will get results. Get the app and check out CRAuctions.com today. All right, guys. Well, next up in the prep spotlight, of course, always brought to you by our friends at Capital Sports Fieldhouse, is ABC 12's weekend sports anchor, Yosef Nasser. Came across seeing his stuff. Uh, if, If you follow him on Twitter or if you see... If you watch ABC 12 on the weekends, we've seen a lot of high school sports coverage um, from Yosef. So that's kind of what made me think like, hey, perfect opportunity to have him in the in the prep spotlight. So first of all, thanks, Yosef, for joining us and give us a quick background. How did you end up in Flint at ABC 12? You know, long journey. Uh, first of all, pleasure to be here. Thank you, Matt, Jared, Ted, uh, for having me. Long journey. I've always known that I've wanted to work in sports, maybe since I was about 12 years old. You don't know how exactly you're going to get there. Um, You know, my undergrad journey was a lengthy one, a lengthy process. But basically, um, you know, I ended up uh, graduating from University of Mary Washington. It's a small school in Fredericksburg. And while I was doing that, um, you know, I interned at a small high school sports website. It's called uh, dmbstream.com. And that's actually where I met Brandon. Um, you know, Brandon went to Sioux Falls from DMV Stream. Okay. I went to um, the, the Dill School of Journalism to get my master's. And then I went to Lincoln, Nebraska, first as a news reporter, but always having an understanding that, you know, I did want to try to pivot into sports. It's very competitive, as you know. Yeah. Um, but a few things worked out. Um you know, caught a few breaks and I was able to become the weekend sports anchor there in my second year in Lincoln, Nebraska. So I got to cover the Huskers and the high school sports in that area. Um, at the same time, Brandon, you know, he, he you know, after going to Sioux Falls, he goes to um, obviously Flint, ABC 12. I think he's been there for four years. And yeah. um, I think that was when Jason and Sydney were there. They, you know, go their separate ways as, you know, like, um, you know, takes you on different journeys. And, uh, you know, Brandon ended up being the, uh, 
sports director, I think in early 2022, if I'm not mistaken. And at that point in time, he reached out. It's like, hey, what do you think? You know, uh, what do you think about coming on board, being the weekend sports anchor? You know, I looked around because my contract was up in Lincoln at that time. And I thought, you know, who better to team up with uh, than, uh, than Brandon Green? I know who he is. I know, yeah. you know, his work ethic, the passion he has for sports. And I knew that I could come in and mirror that. And, you know, I had a great first year with him, you know, doing the highlight zone, doing some of the other stuff we got a chance to do. And, you know, I'm even more excited for this, uh, this second year upcoming. So, you know, it's been a lot of fun so far. Awesome. So I, I, I want to ask before we maybe dive into a little more or maybe some specifics on some spring sports in, in mid-Michigan. I'm a, I was giving you, before we started recording, a little background of the three of us, you know, all working in, in the sports media business at, you know, different levels, different places. I have a great, I don't know, I have a great appreciation for local news and especially Ted, who's called sports radio for over, you know, close to 40 years. I think the three of us, we have a great appreciation for local news, um, high school sports on the radio, high school sports being covered by the, the local news stations. Charles Barkley made some headlines recently. He said something like, I would never listen to sports on, on radio. I don't get it. Or, you know, something like that. And sa sadly, we've seen some local news stations and some smaller markets being closed for, you know, whatever reason. And, and personally, I, I, it, it's, I said, sadly, it's kind of sad because I think, you know, I was, a, we were all athletes growing up. We, we had highlights on ABC 12, you know, back in our playing days. I think it is so cool here in, especially in maybe the smaller areas, these kids having their highlights on the news, having their games being broadcast on, on local radio stations and stuff like that. You're, you're making a career now at, you know, a, a weekend sports anchor, and I'm sure you're, you're looking to maybe climb the ladder. So a long-winded way to ask you, like, what what do you think about what what's the value to you about covering high school sports and get, getting these kids who you know probably may may never go play in college? You know, high school is the the last time they're going to suit up. Like, how how cool do you think it is to to cover these guys? Guys, Matt, I love this question because it was very honest about the current landscape and how the industry has evolved. But to me, I, I understand what you're talking about in terms of like sports coverage local sports news it may not be the same as when ed phelps you know back in the day or reese davis back in the day at abc 12 um were, were you know I, i'd picture maybe kids you know all huddling around the tv to watch you know what they had to say in the evening or maybe the morning or whatever yeah. um but i still believe that um it does mean a lot to these kids mm -hmm. and it's just that they get the content in different ways whether that's going to our website or whether that's on social media. Um, maybe they don't watch the show live, but they see the the snippets and the clips. And, you know, there's an excitement level when they see me or Brandon walk up, you know, camera on our shoulder, um, interviews after the game. There's still that nostalgia. And I believe um, what the industry is attempting to do and, you know, hopefully can continue to do is try to meet people where they're at. Um, whether that's a Twitter, uh, whether, I mean, your podcast is on YouTube, right? I think YouTube yeah. is like, it's not the future. It's the now, you know, it's a little yeah. bit, you know, I think YouTube's kind of been that, that venue for, um, you know, where people get their information and, um, their, their content. And, um, you know, I, 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 I still believe that there's value in this. And the reason I like what I do, the reason I like sports, the reason that, you know, I'm going to take this thing as far as it can go is because I believe in sports. I believe in sports ability to teach young people 
lessons in life in a very clear way. Let's say you have a turnover in basketball. Um, you have a choice to make. Do you run back on defense or you, do, do you just stand there? You know, mm-hmm. like if life hits you with adversity, do you, you know, take it or you try to learn from it and bounce back, learn from it um, and take the next step? Nobody's path is perfect. Nobody's, you know, life is perfect. But I think that sports has an ability, a unique ability to teach you a lot of life, life lessons, whether it's teamwork, whether it's bouncing back from adversity, um, whether it's setting aside your ego for something um, that's a, that's a greater type good. So, um, you know, I, I, I believe in sports. I plan on being in sports in some capacity for the rest of my life. And, um, you know, that's, that's why I'm here is because of that belief. And because, you know, I feel like, you know, Brandon and I, we have the, you know, at this stop in our careers, we have the potential to, um, help highlight, you know, some of the positive characteristics of, this community um you know from a sports aspect and you know from a from a real life aspect as well so you know it's been a blast being here flint saginaw you know corona um it's been a blast being here in this area and you know i'm excited for you know what the future holds it's a lot of fun one of my favorite stories you did this past year and i'll be honest i was a little confused when it first came out because i didn't realize i was actually at the game it was uh corona versus flint hamity where Corona's rival, Chesaning's uh, basically student section, decided they were going to root for Flint Hammity that day. Can you explain what when it, what was going on in uh, that gym that night and how you kind of per- perfectly encapsulated it in your story? Well, Chesaning, they have one of the most dynamic student sections that I've seen, um, you know, in my year being here. Um, they had uh, three guys, I think Landon, Levi, and Banks, who are kind of like the uh, student section leaders. And they realized, they told me they realized last year during Hamity's playoff run that they didn't have, you know, kind of your, your traditional student section. So they decided because I think Chesning was the, um, the host site of, yep. you know, a, a game that, you know, they were going to team up with the Hamity cheerleaders and be that student section. And it was, it was really a, a wholesome type thing. And, you know, uh, in that game, you know, obviously Corona was there as well. Like, it was a pretty close game through three quarters in the fourth quarter. Um, uh, Hamity, Hamity pulled it out. And, you know, I, I think that having that support, having that backing, you know, is awesome. Giving those high school kids an opportunity to feel, um, you know, what it's like to have, you know, a student section going wild. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's little things that like that, you know, it's something different, you know, every game, but it makes you appreciate what you have an opportunity to see and um, how, sports brings people together. That's a perfect embodiment of that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think it, it's, you know, there's no deep backstory other than that's like, hey, you know, these guys don't have a student section, you know, the way that, you know, we we go out for these games, so we're going to show them love and, you know, we're going to root them on. And, uh, you know, it was a, it was really cool. And you could tell um, uh, Sean Bird, who I talked to after the game, yeah. um, guard for Hamity, he was like, you know, I love Chessening. I love Chessening. And we need you guys. Come on. And it's just like those, you know, you asked how you captured it. It's through the eyes of the the athletes. It meant a lot to them to um, have that back and have that support in an intense playoff game. Because um, if you remember, I mean, Corona had their student section packing too. So it's like, um, you know, it's, it's really cool to me how sports bring people together. And you could tell it meant a lot to, to those kids. And hopefully, you know, this upcoming year, if Family makes another, uh, big run with uh, Jacoby Boos and company that uh, 
Uh, Chesnick is there for the ride, uh, you know, provided you know, obviously Chesnick wants to make their, you know, wants their team to make it right. far as well. But you know, it was it was a cool deal for sure. You know, Joseph, we really appreciate you taking time out to join us here. And uh, I have a question. I do love all the storylines that you're able to get into with the local schools. It really adds a lot, and I don't think it's ever going to go away. But one question I have is, and I think. I've definitely been through this. You know, I love this podcast because we can get down and real with our guests, you know, and just be ourselves. But tell me a little bit about on your Friday nights, especially when you're getting ready to go on air with Brandon, because, you know, right now we're nice and loose and just being ourselves. But, you know, when the lights come on or the microphones click on, it's a different thing, isn't it? I mean, it's, yep. it's like showtime. Yep. Break that down for us a little bit. So I would say one of my core beliefs is is that authenticity is key. So um, obviously, when you're doing television, like you say, when the lights are on, there, there is like a professionalism you have to have. There is that broadcaster mode you kind of have to go into. But I would say it's like a, the broadcasting version of who I am, um, you know, outside of, you know, what I do. So who am I? I'm a person who is you know kind of silly like to joke around you can see you know some of the humorous elements and some of the stories that i do i like to highlight things that are funny and um you know for for me like going back to what matt was talking about about you know these kids aren't going to have an opportunity to be interviewed and covered not all of them are going to have the opportunity to play in college and play in the pros so we want to create a an environment a, a platform an atmosphere to where Hey, look, for these 10, 15 minutes, like we're going to cover this like it's the Super Bowl. We're going to cover this like it's it's the it's the big show because these these kids deserve it. They work a lot of uh, really hard in order to, um, you know, to compete and, you know, have fun with their friends. And, you know, so so I try to meet that energy. So, the, the, you know, when I step in a corona or when I step in a chest name and you feel the the student sections going crazy and you feel the teams going back and forth shot for shot um you know touchdown for touchdown whatever um you know you want to recreate that in the studio and i'm genuinely you know when i when i see a crazy game like i'm genuinely that that kid inside me is like wow this is cool like you know how do you recreate that moment um through whether it's doing highlights or whether it's putting a story together a few days later like how do you create that environment how do you create the way and share the way that it made you feel when you were in that uh building yeah. so it's it, it's uh you know that, that's kind of what i would say for that ted and i'm sure you see that as a play-by-play -play broadcaster oh, yeah. as well there's nothing better when you know a team hasn't been able to get anything going on offense and then all of a sudden you know quick pass you know 25 yard run or whatever they're in the end zone four downs to get a score and like you know you as a play-by-play -play broadcaster want to to meet the moment Sometimes you want to let the moment sit and speak for itself, but also you want to do that moment justice. And that's how, that's how I kind of feel when I'm doing the highlights on with Brandon or doing highlights on the weekends or whatever. Um, I want to, you know, try to replicate an authentic excitement and enthusiasm that I have and some of these kids have as well um, out there making those plays. 100%. Yeah, yeah. We've, we've actually, we've had some really cool interviews with some different um, other people who do play-by-play -play at, at different levels. And it seems like that's, I mean, even Dan Miller, who, you know, kind of does it at, at, at the highest level, I right, guess you yeah. can say, it seems like that's what they all come back to. Ted has even mentioned that before through his career, having to learn that being authentic, you know, yep. Yep. you, you got to be yourself. If, if you're yep. trying to put on a fake 
act or whatever on the radio or on TV, people yeah. at home are going to, they're going to know it, you know? When, when and that's listening. not to say that you, that's not to say you can't take pieces of like, you know, okay, I like the way that Ted makes this call. I like the energy he has on this call. You're yourself, but you, you can still take tidbits of, you know, I, I look at, you know, sports media as a whole and who are some of my, um, you know, role models. I would say Ernie Johnson, TNT. <clears throat> You look at Dan Patrick, you look at Rich Eisen, Scott Van Pelt. You know, these are guys, you know, I, I understand that, you know, they do their own specific thing, but these are guys in, in, in terms of their way to be charismatic and connect with people. Um, you know, I, I look at Ernie and it's like, you know, the guys with, you know, three former athletes, you know, two Hall of Famers and, and Shaq and Chuck, uh, and then obviously Kenny Smith, who's a champion. And he's, you know, he's in complete control of the ship. He, you know, is completely himself. Um, let's, you know, highlights them in terms of like, you know, what makes the show funny, their personalities. And he kind of like steers the ship in that way. And so you can learn from that, but it's like, I'm not going to be Ernie literally, you know, with the glasses or whatever. And, you know, like I'm going to take things I appreciate about what he does, add it to my craft, take things from, yeah. you know, uh, what, what anybody does and, and try to add it to my craft and, you know, ultimately, you know, be the, the best version of myself. So. Yeah. I'd say that's true with any form of art or media exactly. you know, whatever, yep. you know, you, you take a little bit of something else and add it to what you're doing. Yep. Well, we talked about, um, we're, we're three Cavaliers. So let's, um, one, one of the recent stories I saw you interviewed the Bauer brothers yep. um, right now, especially for Corona, but even in, in all of mid Michigan, they're kind of a big story, whether it's yep. football, 100%. football, basketball or track. Um, so well, how how's it been covering them? Because you know, for Corona, very storied school, storied program with you know some of their sports, but you know, kind of goes in waves sometimes. Right now, obviously, they're on a very high wave. Yep. And so, what's it been like covering those guys? And what do you see? Do you think they have legitimate track, any sport, even next fall in football, some state title aspirations? I think that, you know, what stands out about them is that their athletes, when they step on whatever field of competition they're in, they have confidence that they're going to be the best. And maybe it's because they've always pushed each other. You know, you talk about twins and sibling rivalries. Like, you know, I imagine, you know, I've got, you know, some of my best friends, uh, one of my best friends, he's a twin. And it's just like that, that competitive, competitiveness. And it's like, they're, they're always, you know, going at it, going at it, yeah. you know, whether it's, you know, competing you know, mentally, academically, in sports when they used to play. And I just see, like, you know, uh, Wyatt and Tarek, like, iron sharpens iron, right? So, you know, we see them racing in the 100, the 200. You know, they've been doing that their whole lives, I would imagine. Right. You know, whether it's playing tag outside or racing outside or whatever. And, yeah, I, I have no doubt that, you know, they've got the kind of work ethic and natural talent to, you know, potentially win a state title. Um, I, I became uh, first aware of them. Uh, I didn't see Corona football in person last year, um, but there was a play against Goodrich where, um, you know, we run, it, uh, we run the clip. I think I ran it in that story where uh, Wyatt, you know, rolls to his left and throws a bomb to Tarek and he brings it in. It was like our highlight of the night um, for that uh, given highlight zone, that, that given week. And so that's when I first kind of became aware of them. And then basketball season, you see these, you know, big, strong kids, you know, playing in the post, you know, high post to, you know, low post passing, uh, physical. And, um, you know, so when I, when I walked into the, the Flint Metro League uh, track event at Holly, 
you know, they stand out, you know, right away because, you know, they're, they're bigger kids and, you know, yeah. Wyatt's got the, 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 the flowing hair, Tarek had it in a bun and, <laughs> um, you know, the, the horn sounds and there, there they are, you know, at the front of the pack against some, you know, quality, uh, track athletes, you know, running with them. So, and the, the relay event, you know, I just have like it imprinted in my mind where it's like, you know, Fenton is way ahead of Wyatt and Wyatt just soup. Clears <laughs> it like it's nothing. So, um, you know, they're, they're, they're special athletes and, you know, they're only juniors. So, you know, they, they say their goal is to, you know, place as high as they can in state. And I've got no doubt that they've got the, the talent and the work ethic to do so. And, you know, they, they've got a, a year left. I think uh, they both recently got an offer from SVSU too, which is exciting. And, you know, it means that, you know, the community of Corona has a lot to be proud of. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to get a chance to cover them. You know, they're one of a uh, number of kids I'm excited, you know, because this first year, you know, you're learning the the, the landscape um, of, you know, all of the schools, all of the teams, some of the rivalries. And, you know, the second year, I feel like, you know, okay, I've got some of the backstories. And so I'm excited yeah. to see if Corona can beat Goodrich in football this year. It's, it's, uh, and those, those two kids are a big reason why they, they've got, uh, the athletic program has hope and and three sports that they're in because they're terrific. So in your past year here, uh, now that you kind of got the lay of the land, like you're saying, wh- what have been some of your favorite athletes to kind of cover here in mid Michigan area? And maybe some of your favorite, you know, football fields or basketball uh, arenas, what's your favorite, uh, you know, places to visit on Friday night? Okay. On a Friday night, I'm, I'm going to start by saying, because you asked what my favorite, the, the moment that stands out to me most is actually when powers won the state hockey championship because it's like such a storybook type game i mean um they, they take the early lead uh and then you know other team is able to tie the game and then four seconds left you know mason zarnicki able to score the game to or the goal to win the game it's just like and powers wins their first state championship in 50 years i mean that was like being there you get chills and you know I was also happened to be like on a deadline and that game was like, you know, I was like, please don't go to overtime. Please yeah, don't go yeah. to overtime because I'm not going to be able to to get this in on deadline. And, you know, he scores the goal, pandemonium, people going crazy. I'm rushing down the ice. I know I need to get a sound bite and, you know, cut the highlights as quickly as I can. So I walk up to Mason, you know, interview him. And he's like, uh, you know, I, first of all, the guy was, you know, overwhelmed with, you know, emotion yeah. because, you know, one of the biggest moments of, you know, his life. And he said, you know, I'm going to go enjoy this with my, my, with my friend, but it made for a great soundbite because what was it? It was real. It was honest. It was direct. And, you know, I I was able to, you know, turn the highlights for six and we did a a story a week later on on that run. So that was probably my favorite moment in terms of uh, uh, places to go. I mean, honestly, there's an element of like, when you're going far out, you know, because, People, people see the highlights, uh, like, you know, Ted, like, like we we're, we're talking about, they, they see the final product, but everything that goes into, like, getting there, it's very <laughs> stressful, right? You know, you've got to go boom, 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 cut, 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 make sure all of the lower thirds are right. Um, so it's like, I, I think of it um, in terms of, like, managing all of that. Um, but, you know, Grand Blank is fun. Davison is one of the better teams in, in the area, um, you know. I'm excited to see Corona this year. I haven't been uh, there uh, last year. Um, you know, when they had those games at Atwood, you know, that's always a cool experience. Yeah. Um, I think uh, 
you know, I, but I appreciate everything for, you know, for right. what it is. Um, yep. You know, even, you know, I went up to, to Laker uh, one time to cover a game and, you know, yeah. that was a, uh, that was pretty fun. Obviously Frankenmuth and Goodworks, they both made it to the, to the state championship. So, um, you know, those teams are awesome. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I like going to, to Frankenmuth just in general. So, so you um, can go to no. Bronner's, get some fried chicken. I actually haven't been to Bronner's, you know, okay. <laughs> I, I, I did something uh, funny where, you know, we did a season preview and I was asking, um, um, Aiden Horde, the quarterback, um, you know, what, what, what is Frankenmuth known for? And he said, you know, chicken. And then I added and Santa. And then I, then I asked him, um, if, uh, if you had to pick just one, uh, Bronner's or, uh, uh, Bronner's Zenders. or Zenders. Yeah. Zenders um, or Bavarian like, Inn. Bavarian Inn. Exactly. Like, you know, what would you go with? And he, he was like, you know, well, my grandma used to work at Bronner's, but you know, I've got, I love the chicken. I've got to go Sanders. So it's just like those little, like, each of these towns, like, you know, surrounding Flint and Saginaw, um, they have, like, their their own, like, character, their own, like, yeah. um, vibe, feel. And so, like, you know, Frankenmuth is an example of that. You know, Corona, Chessening is an example of that. And it, it, it's it's cool to – I mean, Lyndon Fenton, I live near Fenton, uh, you know, near Lake Fenton. Um, you know, it, it, it's cool to, to see and feel and, you know, um, get the vibe of different towns. So it's like you ask what's my favorite. I mean, like, you know – I think that there's something unique and special about each and every one of them. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, yep. Yosef, uh, I've, I've watched you from day one. I remember your debut and I'm a TV 12 guy myself, but uh, uh, one question away from the prep spotlight, we'll end it up here. Okay. You're okay. a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I want to yep. know about Absolutely. that. And then tell us a little bit about that and also tell us a little bit about what your feeling is for our Detroit Lions this next year the hype is phenomenal I'm drinking the Kool-Aid but what do you think <laughs> okay so first uh, Philadelphia Eagles fan I was born in Philadelphia grew up um, in uh, Washington DC area uh, Northern Virginia so you know 20 minutes south of DC so everybody, uh, growing up was a was a Washington fan, and you know it's like ah, I'm not a Washington fan. I'm an Eagles fan. So it starts, you know, the Donovan McNabb era, Terrell Owens, you know, playing in the Super Bowl on the uh, on the injured ankle. We lose that game. Um, you know, McNabb throws three interceptions, but it's like you know I'm thinking in my head, okay, we're gonna get back. We're gonna do it. Um, we never had a run quite like that. We made it to the NFC Championship game against the Cardinals 2008. Um, you know, then Michael Vick comes in, you know, exciting, but never really had the playoff success. Um, you know, it feels like we get a quarterback in Carson Wentz. We have the the dream season. He gets hurt. Um, you know, I'm devastated. It's like he was supposed to be the MVP. This is a guy supposed to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. But it kind of shows you like how cool and crazy and random sports can be where Nick Foles has the, you know, the playoffs of his life and, you know, wins this the Super Bowl. Um and then, you know, obviously, you know, this year we have a, a you know, this past year, we have a, a juggernaut team in the regular season. Jalen Hurts, breakout star. Another guy could have won the MVP, take it all the way, you know, to the Super Bowl again. He's going toe to toe with Patrick Mahomes. We have a chance to win. And then obviously the holding call on James Bradbury ruins it. Um, to answer your question, Ted, I'm, a, I'm an Eagles fan. I'm an Eagles fan because, um, you know, I was, I was born in Philadelphia. You can't change your birth certificate. So that's, that's, that's right. kind of a. That's kind of a, where, where that allegiant lies. As far as the Lions, I love the Lions in terms of like, you know, getting to watch them every Sunday and, um, you know, Dan Campbell and, you know, the way that they came back from down, uh, you know, 
one six one and six record. They lose to the Patriot. Looks like oh my gosh, you know, same old lines. And then they have the grittiness and Ben Johnson, the offense, explosive. Yeah. Jamal Williams had the seventeen touchdowns last year. Um, I'm excited. I'm a big Jamison Williams fan in terms of like I, I think the kid is absolutely electric. I and mean, then you know, I wish, I wish, I wish the the gambling suspension didn't yeah. happen, but I do think he's gonna be revved up, ready to go when he comes back healthy. Amon Ross, St. Brown, you know, I had a chance to, I went to the Lions-Eagles game coincidentally week one, um, you know, for ABC 12. And, you know, I asked Amon Ra, um, you know, kind of like about his his mentality. And it's just the guy is super, super driven, a lot of fun to, to watch yeah. him play. Um, and I think that even though the team got, you know, some heat about the draft selections of Jameer Gibbs and Jack Campbell, I mean, Gibbs, you can't typecast him as just a running back because what he does in the receiving game is so special. Right. Um, and then, you know, Campbell, I mean, the, the, there's the team right behind him. Tampa was going to take him at 19 if they didn't take him. So I've got optimism about the lines. And because all of the quarterbacks are in the AFC, you know, you look at, you know, if you look at a list of quarterbacks, Jared Goff is, you know, in the NFC, he's pretty high up there. So you have a quarterback, you have a chance. Ben Johnson's offense is terrific. You've got to do it. And I understand that this, you know, this state of Michigan, uh, Detroit, you know, they, they've, you know, been been sold the sun, moon, and the stars, and sometimes it's been a disappointment. But, but I do have optimism for this year's team, and I'm excited to see if they can be, you know, one of the top teams in the NFC with the 49ers, with the Seahawks, with the Eagles, with yeah. the Cowboys. I really think they can because number 12, he's 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 not in Green Bay anymore. So all of a yeah. sudden, the division, you've got the Vikings, right? You know, maybe Justin Fields can take another step with the Bears. You know, maybe Jordan Love can keep the Packers afloat. But, you know, lines here, baby. Let's make it happen. Amen. Hashtag since 57. Well, Yosef, <laughs> Yosef, we, we appreciate the time. And uh, tell our listeners, again, the best way to catch up with you. We know ABC 12 out of Flint, but uh, maybe on the socials. So I'm used to Zoom, so I didn't know you could put your little uh, Twitter handle on there. So <laughs> at Yosef, Y-O-U-S-E-F. Nasser N-A-S-S-E-R TV on Twitter. Um, that's the best way to keep up with me. Um, and uh, yeah, it was a pleasure, guys. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Appreciate the time. Capital Sports Field House is the home of hit and pitch and a whole lot more. The 10,000 square foot turf field can be used for all indoor sports training, including football, baseball, basketball, softball, soccer, and many other activities. Hit and Pitch has seven indoor batting cages with full pitching tunnel and the state-of-the-art hit tracks training system utilized by MLB organizations. Located in the old Capitol Bowl J.C. Penny block on South Washington in Owasso, Michigan. For more details, call Capital Sports and Hit and Pitch at 989-472-4624 or online at capitalsportsfh.com. Well, that's good stuff from Yosef. Uh, nice to meet him. Uh, we've had uh, both guys from TV12. Brandon, also a good guy. Enjoy their uh, their highlight show. So uh, speaking of highlights, let's just jump right into here locally as we wrap this up. In track and field, the Corona Boys finished second in the Division II Regional to Frankenmuth. We were talking about Frankenmuth, Frankenmuth with uh, Yosef, but uh, the Cavaliers lost out the Regional Championship guys by one point. And uh, the difference was the final events. The Cavs were just edged out in the four by 400 relay by the Eagles. Uh, you know, just a tough loss, but they still, they got the state finals ahead of them. I'm sure they'll do fine. Tarek Bauer set a new school record in the long jump. 
leaping 22 foot nine inches, edging out his brother Wyatt by an inch. The Bauer boys also went one, two in the 100 meter with Tarek taking first 11.04. Andrew Tucker won the pole vault. The Cavs won three out of the four relays. So, you know, as they get ready for uh, the state finals, they're cranking into gear just at the right time. They look pretty good. Is it is it bad? And this I don't want to derail the segment, but is it bad that the whole time we were talking to Yosef, he was wearing a, a fiesta fiesta bowl uh, sweatshirt from Michigan versus TC, TCU? That's all I wanted to ask him <laughs> out the whole time was how much of a dumpster fire that game must have been for him. Yeah. Uh, but any, but it's just funny that that's all I could think about with all the positive stuff we got going on locally in high school sports. Yeah, like that would have been a good question for him. Yeah, how dare you wear that shirt? <laughs> right, right, especially on this podcast. I mean, it was but... a sweet little quarter zip, but uh, yeah, yeah uh, it was pretty depressing ending. Also in track, uh, in the Division Three regional, Chessonines, Levi Meyer won the 800, anchored the winning 4 by 400 relay, giving the Indians a second-place finish also in the regionals. Ovid Elsie's Trice Tokar took first in the pole vault, going 14-foot, 8-and-a-quarter inches for a new Marauder record there in baseball. You know, we've talked about Corona. The Cavalier baseball team now has won 12 straight, beating Flushing 4-2 to two in the Flint Metro League crossover. Braden Anderjack got the W and had a couple of RBIs with a double and a triple. Chesanine baseball, they won the outright MMAC title, sweeping Mount Morris 7-2 and 8-3 to three earlier this week. And uh, let's end it here in soccer. We haven't talked much soccer, but Owasso goalkeeper, Lily Usher set a new MHSAA record for career saves. She now has a total of 717, beating the previous record of 713. So how about that? An Owasso Trojan with a state MHSAA record. That's that's pretty impressive. That is impressive. I, I thought I saw an article posted about that, and I, I meant to look more into it. So I'm glad you brought that to the prep spotlight. But that, that's got to be – I wonder, do, do you know how long that record – had stood previously it hasn't been too long i oh, think okay. uh 20 2020 might have been the okay. senior year but uh, it hasn't been that long but still it's impressive that's impressive that's awesome absolutely i've always it's thought a- goal- goalie was a very cool position that's yeah. I, I didn't have the frame for it uh my entire life's small slow so never really could play it but uh, i always thought it was one of the cooler positions in all sports absolutely yeah. you know a little sidebar too uh it's it's amazing, you know. Apparently, the Trojans' defense a little porous. There's been a lot of shots on goal, yeah. So Lily's had to be in action a lot, <laughs> and uh, it hasn't paid off in a lot of wins. But uh, she's been one of the real mainstays, obviously, with that new state record. Yeah, but yeah, congr- no, that, that's awesome. Kudos yeah. to her. Quick, another quick little sidebar. Yeah, we don't have to go too deep into this. So you, you said you didn't, you didn't, you weren't a goalie, Jared, because of your frame. I've always thought, imagine if someone like LeBron James or Victor Wembanyama, you know, who's going to be mm. a top NBA draft pick, were a goalie. Someone who's 6'8", or Anthony Davis, you know, with the Lakers, seven foot with that wingspan. Like, you, you think that would, that would translate to being a goalie, or is, oh, it yeah. a diff- is it a different, like, athletic skill set, you know? I've just always thought about that. No, I think it's. I think it could translate almost immediately. You know, not saying LeBron at 38 years old like he is right. now, but uh, LeBron at 22 years old. You give him a, a summer to to play the position, he'd be incredible. Yeah. I think that's what a lot of guys. I mean, Kevin Durant. They're so right. big and lanky and you know, nimble on their feet. It's, yeah, yeah, it's perfect for a goalie. Yeah, and I always thought in hockey, just a big fat tub of goo in front of the net <laughs> would be a great goalie. 
honestly, I, I have always said the same thing. And like, I've always wondered, is there like a rule? Is there like a weight limit? Cause you know, you don't, you don't want to encourage obesity, but you know, what if you snag one of these 450 pound guys, slap, slap all the pads on right? And just sit them in front of the goal. Yeah. I mean, you would think it would be pretty good to be honest. Yeah. And you don't even have to move. Just sit there and get pelted by pucks constantly. <laughs> yeah, not my ultimate goal to get pelted no. by pucks. I will say that. <laughs> All right. This has been the prep spotlight as we get sidetracked a little bit. Brought to you by Capital Sports Fieldhouse. We'll have more coming up here on the podcast right after this. AZ Printing Solutions, formerly Hankard Sportswear, is a full-service print shop that specializes in screen printing, digital printing, and embroidery. They pride themselves on giving a great product at a great value. The area's go-to printing solution offers a 100% guarantee to exceed your expectations. AZ Printing Solutions has your favorite local spirit wear as well as many other apparel items in stock. Specialty items are available for family, sports, business, and charity events. Call 989-725-2979 or step into the store in downtown Owasso. All right, guys, you know, at this time of year, NBA is front and center. They're in the final four. And I know I've been seeing your social post, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're a passionate Laker fan, but it's not looking and good at the no, moment. It's not. It's not. And you know, I, I still it's one of those things where, you know, they're they're, they're down 3-0 and it's never happened. A team has never come back from down 3-0. They're still on inkling that I'm like. Maybe they'll be the first ones. So you're Maybe, saying there's a chance? So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> and it, and part of it is because, you know, the, the fandom part. But part of it is, and if you've watched these games, the Lakers are right there in every game. I mean, they were up by a point and with like a, about seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. They were leading the game. And then the Nuggets went on a 13-0 run. Uh, games one and two in Denver. They were basically a made three away from taking the lead in those games and then they just couldn't close it out. So that's, that's what like gives me the little bit of hope. It's not going to happen. They're, they're not about to win four straight versus Denver, but the Lakers have been right there. And, you know, you, you can tell LeBron's not 20, you know, everyone seems to go back to like 2016 LeBron, LeBron is not 2016 LeBron. He's not Cleveland Cavalier LeBron anymore, but he's still obviously playing at a very high level. Anthony Davis is super inconsistent. Like he's been, Austin Reeves is playing well, but they're not getting the overall help. When you watch these nuggets, you just have to tip your cap, man. I mean, you know, Jokic obviously is who he is, you know, two MVPs. Jamal Murray, Murray is playing at an incredible level right now, but their role players are stepping up. I mean, Caldwell Pope, Bruce Brown, um, Michael Porter Jr., and just all these Jeff Green even coming in. They're, they're, when you watch them, they've got their two superstars, clearly. And then their role players are doing everything they need them to do. They're they're playing at just like an insane level right now. They and are. You just have to basically. I don't. I don't know how. You know. They're they're probably the series isn't over. They're probably going to win though. They're probably going to make the finals. I don't know how you don't say that they're going to win at all. Even right. if it is the Heat and Jimmy Butler with how he's playing, the Nuggets, man, they're just they're so. So sometimes you know, like as a Lakers fan, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of annoyed. I really want them to win, and you're you're losing to the best team in the league. So. Tip your cap. Well, I got a question for Jared, and you both, I guess, can comment on this. In game two, how sad was it to see? We've seen LeBron, LeBron has some good moments, but, man, 
wasn't it a little bit sad seeing some of his mistakes he was making, like just yeah, dropping it, the ball out of his hand and just he had some moments which made you think, oh man, age is here. It is. It's depressing. Uh, I teased it, you know, last last week when we talked that you can kind of start to see the writing on the wall with him. I, I mean, it, it is really depressing. I, I can't imagine what it was like, you know, in your day and age seeing Michael Jordan come back for the Wizards. I mean, that was right. 10 times worse than what LeBron is right now. But I mean, I, in my opinion, he's kind of he's still a solid player, uh, but he's he's officially cooked, as I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and why I feel like I know that is, I mean, listen, I remember the first few games I went back after I kind of lost my step outside of high school <laughs> when I go to open gym. The first thing you realize, you can't elevate like you used to, which right. which affects your finishing. We're seeing that with LeBron. I mean, people keep harping on his three-point shooting. I, I look at this guy, how he's been struggling to finish at the rim yeah. his last two games. Uh, and when he's, you know, every time he's attacking the rim or really putting his pedal to the metal, it seems like he's tripping or falling or slipping. That's another thing I noticed when I came yeah. back and started hooping again. It's like, the game is going so quick and your feet don't quite move like they used to and you're out of shape and your your mind your mind is there yeah your mind knows where it's supposed to go but your feet can't do it anymore (laughs) exactly and he's just he's just deferring so much it's like last night he i think it was like all the way through the first quarter or almost through it where he didn't have a field field goal attempt i think it was like seven or eight minutes into the game he didn't have a field goal attempt yet it's crazy yeah. In a must-win game, you know, if he if he does that in game one, trying to get everybody involved, so be it. I think he's gotten plenty of help. AD hasn't been at his best, uh, but he had four, a forty ball in game one, so he definitely did his part in game one to get a win there. Rui Hachimura has been having a great series. I mean, Reeves, he's been solid. Reeves. I, I, I think he has enough. I just I look yeah. at LeBron, and I and I've never said that in my entire life that he's the problem. LeBron yeah. is the problem. He's just he's not what he once was. I mean, look at these stat lines. I mean, 23 points, 22 points, 26 points this series. More than half of his shots, three-pointers. I mean, what the hell is going on? It's depressing, man. I hope we don't see this for much. I know he wants to play with Bronny. Could be a while before Bronny's in the league. Mm -hmm. If I was LeBron, I'd give it two more years. So When I'm 40, I hang it up. That's what I would do. Yeah, there's obviously reports that he he has like a foot ankle injury. I mean, it's not an excuse. There's probably a lot of guys with kind of nagging injuries right now. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, when the playoffs are done, like what comes out about whatever injury he's dealing with. But yeah, I mean, you can tell what, what's the same father time is undefeated. You know, he's, he's 38. He's been in the league for 20 years. So yes, at some point he was going to slow down. Think about it more than half his life. He's been in the right. association more than half his life. Right. And ba- he's only missed the playoffs. I think two or three times in his career. So basically every season he's played, he's playing extended games. And yep. a lot of times, obviously making it to the finals. So he's got a lot of mileage on those legs. Yeah. He, he they've had enough help. I, I know what you're saying, Jared. AD actually has been pretty good this series. Um, he had, he laid the one egg in game two, but um, Reeves, obviously Hachimura, like you said, my, my problem, like because LeBron maybe isn't that, Cleveland Cavs 2016, you know, Miami Heat, LeBron is when the when the Nuggets start going on one of these runs like they do every game, 13-0, 10-0, all these runs when they just hit catch fire. That's where I'm like, AD, this is your team. This is where you have to stop the bleeding. Like Anthony Davis, get the ball and go score. Stop this run. Yes, Austin Reeves is playing really well, but he's not necessarily right now like a, a go-to scorer, you know. That that's where I look at AD and I'm like, man, you 
you can't be like relied upon because like he, that's when like LeBron used to be that guy. When a team was going on a run, LeBron would be like, give me the ball. I'm going to the basket and I'm throwing it down for yeah. an and one. And like, he just can't do that necessarily. So and it's, that's right. That the help thing, that's where I'm like, man, someone's got to step up for LeBron. Come on. Man. And it's, it's funny to me because when we're, they're announcing the game and that's what Mark Jackson and Sam McGunny, like get him in the post. Like, why is he not attacking the rim? Dude, he can't, he can't do it anymore. Yeah. Definitely can't do it every single possession. Like they really like they need uh, to beat the nuggets. Uh, this is, I feel like a jerk saying this, but LeBron's just like so much smaller. Like you look at his arms and it's like, they're like the size of Jamal Murray's arms. They're not the normal, like LeBron arms. He's just <laughs> probably from the injury uh, earlier this year. I feel like he had to drop some weight to come back earlier than he, than he probably would have if it was at the start of the year. Uh, and I think you can see that too, where he's just not the physical specimen. I mean, he's obviously still a hell of an athlete, but not right. the head and shoulders above everybody else. Like he's always been. Uh, yeah. But I mean, give credit to the Nuggets. I, how do you not yeah. love Jamal Murray's game? It's he's what I like to call a flamethrower. There's only a, a couple flamethrowers in the in the NBA, in my opinion, who can just really heat it up. Uh, Buddy Heald's one of them. Steph Curry, obviously. Uh, Jamal Booker. Murray is my favorite one. Yeah, he's so much fun to watch play. And this whole entire Nuggets offense is too. I mean, Jokic. They say it's like quote unquote free flowing. Is what Murray said in the pregame interview. Uh, how he would describe their offense. It really is that way. It it's is. old school, man. But they get a great look every time up the floor, and it just looks like the Lakers are totally outmatched. Like, even in a perfect game like we saw near perfect from Anthony Davis in game one, still wasn't enough. They just don't have the horses. Uh, They don't have the – they finally have a team that matches them depth-wise, and they're better at the top end with Jokic and Murray playing like how he has been. I mean, I grabbed his numbers real quick. I mean, 37-37-31 this series. It's freaking crazy, man. That's pretty good. Coming in the second half, too. Yeah. Well, yeah, yep. you, well, that that series is over. Let's face it. <laughs> and uh, you know, and you, another thing is, you don't want to piss off Jimmy Butler. Obviously, man, that was that last game, man. He just turned it around, and he is unbelievable in these playoffs. And it'll be incredible, you know, going from the eight seed to make it to the finals. I don't know yeah. if they can give Denver much of a matchup, but hey, I wouldn't count them out. Yeah, Playing pretty good ball. Yeah, you can't count him out with Spolstra and Butler playing at the level that he is. And and then, like I mentioned, Denver's role players, the Heat have role players that are stepping up. And I feel like they might be a little overmatched if they do, if they do get there, you know, and have to go up against Denver. But right, you can't count him out. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Butler, that was just such a like an all time playoff moment when Grant Williams started talking trash to him. And Butler basically gave him a look like, man, what are you doing? And then he goes down and he hits like six straight shots or, you know, whatever happened. But it's, it's just crazy to see because he's a good player. He's a very good player in the regular season. But then he just, in the playoffs, he just like takes it to, I mean, an all-time level. He's Money. playing at an all-time level. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's clutch. Uh, <clears throat> the way I view this, this the rest of this playoffs, I think we, I think we all agree the Lakers are out. But before that, with these four remaining teams, the only way I would have been depressed with the ending is if the Celtics won it all. Mm, uh, I don't like that team. I don't like Tatum. I don't like the way that it's like seems like they got a new scapegoat every night, whether it's Missoula or it's uh, Grant Williams. I love how Grant Williams is that is the villain number one, where Jalen Brown has no comments on him after the right. game. Dude, how about you cover this guy? Right. <laughs> I love how it's like you show some fire, you show some passion, and like you you're not scared of Jimmy Butler like a lot of these guys are. And you get clowned for it. It's like there's a reason he's the one covering him. They have no one else that can cover this dude. 
So somebody's going to get lit up. Might as well just be Williams. So I don't hate Williams as much as other people did, saying that they should trade him after that. Dude, it, it is basketball. You play with some fire, and, and I love seeing it. It was definitely made for entertaining uh, last few minutes of that game. Yeah, well, yeah, like I, I didn't. Th- I, I didn't think Williams played that bad in the game. You know, maybe yeah. defensively uh, he got torched a bit. By Butler, but I thought overall he played pretty good. Yeah. Scored their last three field goals. Yeah. So in the clutch, he's the only one that's putting the ball through the rim. Yeah. Um. But how do you not love the Heat? I mean, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. You guys have said all that stuff about him. It's all true. I mean, mm-hmm. he's so good in the clutch. He's playing his best basketball now. I think the unsung hero for them is has been Bam Adebayo. Watching yeah, him play, like, he doesn't leave the floor. He does so much for him. If they if the shot clock's winding down, he can get him a shot. I mean, I compare him to like Embiid. Man, give me Bam Adebayo in these playoffs. He's outplayed Embiid this entire playoffs, and Embiid's done, so we won't see him anymore. But I've really been impressed with Adebayo. And talk about the role players, Duncan Robinson. He was dead like a, yeah. a year ago. He never never played, never left the bench. Now he's coming in, making three pointers, back cuts, Struess. He's got a cool story where he, he kind of has a Gordon Hayward type upbringing where he sprouted up, you know, right at the end of his high school career, went from like five, nine to six, seven or whatever he is now. Uh, he's, he's fun to watch. Just what a great culture they have. I mean, the ultimate legend is Pat Riley and Eric Spolster was following in his footsteps. Yeah. You know? Think about Tyler hero, not even playing yet. He may That's come crazy. back for the finals, but right. uh, we'll see Uh quick question for you guys. Pistons related, you know, they sit there with that number five pick. Would you take any consideration of putting a package together to try to get Ja Morant? Is this a time where you I might pull the string on that? I don't know if there is a package. No, I wouldn't. Okay. Um, interesting. I that's <laughs> interesting topic. I, I I don't I don't know what the trade would be. It basically would require the Pistons giving up their whole young core for him. Right. Uh, no future draft picks no, or whatever. No. Yeah, no. it'd be that you'd have to give up that number five pick and yep. yeah, probably like Jared said, a couple of the young players, Ivy or you know someone Duran. Well, you can't do that. Yeah, right. The Pistons I, have likable players. Right. Uh, when they start winning, I think people really come around on them. The thing that's yeah. just so depressing about losing the lottery like we did is. I mean, it, it, we we know how razor thin it is between being a championship contender and uh, just being like a fringe playoff team like the Sixers are. I mean, it's, right. they're still so far away. Uh, you look at the Heat, it's like they've had this great core for so long and they're finally maybe about to push through uh, to make it to the finals for a second time. But it's just there's so long to go to really compete yeah. for a title. I don't think ja, a trade for John ja Morant does anything. Uh, it, it maybe gives you a little bit more excitement for a little bit, but, I mean, he's facing – uh, what a half season suspension. Yeah. I don't bring him in. Uh, no, I don't, I don't bring him here. Okay. Fair enough. I just, uh, it was an interesting thought process. I saw posted out there and I uh, just wanted your guys' opinions. Let's switch it over a little bit here. This topic is, it's been just boggling my mind back to university of Michigan football and the hiring of Shemi Schembechler and then the demise. Okay. I mean, what a story in, a, in about a week's time, right? <laughs> Yeah, it you know obviously Jim Harbaugh has the very and and I I appreciate his um, his loyalty to Bo Schembechler. You know, right. I mean his his dad obviously has the connection with Bo. Obviously Harbaugh played for Bo, and probably would say that Bo taught him as much about life as his dad. You know, he has that close of a connection to Bo Schembechler. He's talked about it a, a lot. So obviously Shemmy being a Schembechler, he probably has that similar connection with him. Um, we don't have to get into all the stuff that, you know, all the allegations and everything with Bo Schembechler, you know, I don't know. We, we did talk about it at the time. It's, it's so strange because it's a lot of allegations, you know, not, nothing really truly came of it. 
it's still just a lot of allegations and stuff like that. So, you know, people talking about it's still Schembechler Hall, you know, the football um, facility. Right. The, stat- the statue is still outside of Schembechler Hall. So Michigan hasn't distanced themselves from Bo Schembechler. Um, so it was it was an interesting hire to bring him back in, given all that stuff going on. Maybe it's kind of like a give it some time, you know, maybe let it give it a few years before you bring a Schembechler back onto the staff. Yeah. And then, you know, of course, it is it is what it is nowadays. You hire someone or, you know, you're going to go to their Twitter profile. You're going to go to their Facebook. You're going to go to their Instagram, you know, whatever it is, and look at the stuff that they do. But don't you, you do that before you hire them? Right. Yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah, you probably should. And yeah. the thing is that that stuff was already out there before. I know. know. People sharing that Shemmy Schembechler was liking. So it's like that. that's just going to happen. And he had a laundry list of pretty questionable things that he was liking. And then, I don't, I don't do. So what ended up, he ended up getting fired. Well, they say he resigned. Sure. Yeah. But oh, I'm, sure, I'm no sure it was a, I'm sure it was a mutual. Hey, well, let's part ways. You know, like, mm-hmm. like you said, I don't, maybe I'm, I wasn't there for the Schembechler era. Uh, my first really memories were 2006 when Lloyd Carr kind of took over the week. Uh, Bo Schembechler passed away. Actually. Uh, that's kind of my first Michigan football game. I remember watching. I don't understand this love for Schembechler. As soon as these allegations came out, I'm not saying you have to go and rename everything in the building, tear down the statue and all that. But how about let's just separate ourselves, like you said, Matt, from this family for a while. This guy was bringing nothing to the table as this hiring. Probably was a favor for Bo. Um, Clearly, it looks like the apple maybe fell kind of far from the tree uh, compared to Bo. Or maybe not, if these allegations are true. I don't know. It just was a stupid, idiotic thing to do. I mean, Harbaugh can kind of do no wrong right now when he's beating Ohio state. So whatever, I'm still a Harbaugh guy. I just didn't understand what, right. why they did this. It, it just seemed like bad pub. And of course we all saw it coming as soon as they hire him. Like you said, Matt, everybody goes and digs deep. We already know what's on his socials. So yeah. let's just repost them. And sure enough, he's resigned, basically fired uh, a few days later. It, just a dumb puzzling story out of Ann Arbor. I don't have an answer for why they did it. Yeah. I, I can't add much to that. I mean, it's definitely very bizarre and you know, I guess they'll move on now. But uh, yeah. I don't think it'll hurt the program overall because yeah. they've had these they've had these things go on <laughs> the whole Harbaugh era. So they'll just move on from it. Yeah. Uh, I would say also while we're in this potpourri of sports section, I think we all three agree our favorite and maybe the best running back in the NFL, Barry Sanders. Maybe we were a little close to the to loving Barry, but Jim Brown really to mm-hmm. me. It's one, two, Jim Brown or or Barry Sanders, not Emmett Smith. But uh, he oh, just passed yeah. away at 87. But what a career he had in the NFL, man. Just astounding. Yeah. Yeah, no. The Emmett Smith thing, no. Because Barry, Barry should be the all-time rushing leader. We, exactly. we all know that. It, it shouldn't be Emmett Smith. Um, but, no, Jim Brown, I mean, obviously I didn't watch him play. I wasn't around when he was playing. But, you know, you watch the highlights. You hear the stories. You Check see his, his numbers. numbers. Yeah, you see his numbers. His numbers are insane. I mean, he averaged, I think his career average was like 104 yards per game. I think he his his overall average was like six over six yards per carry. I'm pretty sure is what yeah. it is. So I mean, these these numbers are just wild. And you know, it it you always wonder, like I, I had a kid at work at when the day that he passed away asked me, I don't I don't know why he asked me, but you know, whatever. You're, the, you're, the, you're becoming an elder statesman. Yeah, that's I guess. Good. 
Yeah, he, he was like, because he asked about OJ Simpson too. He was like, were OJ and Jim Brown, were they as good as, you know, what people say? And I told him, I was like, well, I didn't watch them live, you know, so I did, I know as much as you, to be honest with you. But I was like, I was like, yeah, I mean, I think so. You, you know, OJ obviously was one of the best ever. And Jim Brown, you know, people, like you said, Ted, people put him as probably top two or three running backs ever. So, yep. um, yeah, it, you know, sad, you know, 87 years old, but heck of a football player. He's well, another guy that as soon as he passed away, kind of the pitchforks were out on his past behaviors. I don't know what's yeah. true. A lot of allegations, right. domestic violence type things. I don't know. We won't touch it. Uh, the one thing I thought was weird. A uh, video I'd never seen was LeBron kind of bowing to yeah. Jim, to him uh, at half court. One of the most awkward videos I've seen in a while. He, <laughs> yeah. he does the whole honoring of Jim, Jim Brown, bows to him, cuts to Jim Brown. Looks like he didn't even like see it or he had no reaction. <laughs> right. Didn't didn't wave, didn't say I appreciate it. Just literally kind of stonewalled LeBron. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I don't know much about him. He has a sweet jersey, man. I mean, that 32 Cleveland Browns jersey. Yeah. It's one of the best that's been out there, man. Yeah, well, if you want to check out YouTube highlights and watch how he carried the ball, he was he was pretty amazing. You know, if you ever get those questions again, Matt, just send them my way. I can fill them in on how good yeah. Jim Brown or OJ was. Walter Payton was right, right. there as well. So, uh, and the other thing, you know, like Jared said, we won't get into you know the allegations that were made at at, at home, but uh, he also uh, had a big relevance socially. You know, right. with the civil rights movement. Uh, with Martin Luther King and, and the other athletes that were involved, like Kareem and, and Muhammad Ali, you know, and you, you can't forget that he was definitely uh, a standout in that. So yeah. rest in peace, Jim Brown. Yeah. Well, do we have any other sports things we want to get into here before yeah, we was, move to entertainment? Some, yep. I was going to bring something up quick um, for all, the three of us, but I, I would be curious to hear Jared's thoughts. Um, you know, the PGA championship is going on. It's right. been, I don't know if you guys have watched much of it. It's been a really great tournament, a little bit of weather. Um, you know, Oak Hill is a really tough course. So the scores aren't all that, you know, eye opening, I guess. I think Kepka at the moment, Sunday morning, is leading at minus six. Mm-hmm. So kind of crazy. But it, what's turned into maybe the story of the tournament, I don't know if you've seen this, Ted. I'm sure, Jared, you have. Michael Block is, yeah, um, he's made the cut. And he's he's playing on Sunday. He's he's paired with Rory McIlroy, you know, one of the, one of the best players in the right world. Now saw that on twitter this morning and he's he's basically he's just a club pro he's the club pro at, at you know a country club I, I think in california and he's he's played the pga a few times this is the first time he's made the cut and um just i mean an amazing story the videos that have come out from him you know when he made the cut i, I, I from our three-point pod you know I, I tweeted out a video of him when he was told that he's gonna be paired with rory today <laughs> and you, you can just tell he's just like blown away like is this my life right now like I'm, I'm playing on Sunday at the PGA championship with Rory McIlroy you know like so I just it's one of those things where th- these are the cool stories I mean Yosef talked about it sports create these stories that mm-hmm. are just so cool and um, you know it's one of those things Jared do you wish that you would have maybe go went a little more balls of the wall on uh, golf became a the Owasso Country Club um, listen, I've pro always, and you know, go go try and play at some of these tournaments. I've always said this. You know, we had some successful football teams, basketball teams, whatever. Golf was always the sport I had the most fun playing. Just a just a blast, man. I mean, so no, I can see the appeal. I still have a. There's still something, nothing like. I don't golf nearly as much as I wish I did uh, anymore. But there's still. I just went golfing this past week, and there's still like a juice you get when you go to the course, man. I mean, it's it's just 
a perfect sport. And Ted, I would say that's one of the big tragedies of your life is that you never really fully got into it. Uh, now that you, now you're kind of reaping, uh, quote unquote, not the rewards, but the opposite of that. Now that you have nothing to do in your free time. Uh, your <laughs> so, but no, it's been a great, it's been a great major. It's perfect. That, I didn't, that was a joke. I, you really took that one to the heart. You have, you, you still stay busy with the boat and all that stuff. Uh, but this, this tournament, it's been awesome. It's been a blast. It's been a blast because Oak Hill is truly testing these players. I mean, John Rahm literally lost his mind a few different times this weekend and had some tirades that are akin to something I would do on a course. Uh, Yeah, just look at this leaderboard right now. A lot of people listening to this will know the results of Sunday uh, by the time they hear this. But, I mean, just look at this heading into Sunday right now. You have Brooks Kepka, you have DeChambeau, you have Scotty Scheffler, Justin Rose, Rory McIlroy and Michael Block, like you said, all in the top 10. Wow. I mean, it's star-studded, man. And in this course is a true test, which I'm always a fan of. Usually it's a U.S. Open where you see the true test, but uh, they've delivered. A lot of times when you hear the course, oh, it's going to be so tough. Look at the, the course design. Look at where their hole placements are. And these guys come out and shoot minus 10 uh, right. in the first round. It's not like that at all this weekend. But as for Block, I mean, the biggest story for me from him this weekend was, one, he doesn't want to know how much he's going to make. I think right. the most he's made in a, in a in a pro event has been uh, like seventy five thousand dollars. If he just stays where he's at right now, he's making five hundred five hundred k plus. Right. Wow. Uh, and when he originally kind of burst out of the scene after his first opening round, he was leading John Rom by like six or seven. And somebody said that to him, and he like started crying. Couldn't believe he was beating John Rom like that. Right. Uh, so just an awesome story. Um, he doesn't necessarily do the. Um, train people as much with golf lessons basically right. he's kind of at the point where he does it with his friends only as he was saying in the walk and talk which is one of my favorite segments they do during these majors now yeah, i cool. see who they do today is when they take them right live on the course on a hole and they're sitting there talking back and forth talking through upcoming shots and all that's awesome big it's improvement cool. yeah but 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 it's funny how i when all this is said and done liv happened pj tour happened Golf has maybe never been in a better spot. I mean, you got Brooks Kepka, the LIV kind of heel or hero, however you want to say it, leading the way he was in the mix and the Masters too. It has made these major tournaments must watch with yeah. that added storyline to it. And when you finally get all these stars together, it's been awesome. Yeah, it's been a good tournament. That Mike, Michael Block, I mean, he's legitimately in contention. He'd, he'd have to have a hell of a Sunday, yeah. but you know, it's just a crazy story. What a story that would be if he could pull it off. Probably not going to happen, but man, what a story. Even well, yeah. right now, it's a story. So, right. Well, and that's what a lot of, like, think about Sam Bennett for the Masters. He was still an amateur. So, yeah, he finished whatever it was, you know, top 10, top 15. Didn't see a dime from it. Right. Block is going to collect whatever check he makes, and that's the best part of all this, is he's going to have a totally different life after this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw a clip of him even saying that. He's like, I, I think it's safe to say my life has changed <laughs> after this weekend already. I can't even imagine the feeling. You know, he's probably had some weekends, some rounds that he just absolutely killed it. I mean, he's a he's a club pro. Right. But to think that you know you're at the PGA at one of the toughest courses for for a major championship. Up there up there with those names that you listed, Jared. That's yeah. It's got to be pretty cool. That's awesome. All right, Jared, anything else in sports before we move on to some movie reviews? No, I mean, I would say we could talk about the Tigers, but the way they've been kind of going, it's like every depending on what day you get them, they're, yeah. you're either thinking they're about to win the pennant, or you're thinking they're not, they're going to miss the playoffs by okay. or by 15 games. Uh, the big so, story is they keep getting within two in that yeah. 
then back off and then me yeah. the me yeah, so story. They're three games under 500 right now uh yeah. ted i know you've been to nationals park i, it, I didn't gorgeous. realize there's such a kind of long history of baseball in washington dc where there was a long standing tradition where the president of the united states throw out the first pitch of the year yeah, yeah. Uh, every game i mean i know you've been to nationals park what's your quick review on that stadium uh, i'd put it right up there I, I, everybody knows that that has listened to me before pnc park in Pittsburgh's the number one park to me. I'd say uh, I like Camden Yards a lot. Yeah. You know, that big wall out there in right field. But Nationals Park went there last year. Very impressed. It's a yeah. it's a beauty. And it's one of those kind of like Cleveland. You know, if you have never been to Cleveland ballpark, it's yeah. just plopped down in the middle of the city, just takes up a couple blocks all the way around. And it's the same thing with the Nationals Park. Doesn't take up a lot of space, kind of a small park, but it's just gorgeous. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I've been to I went to one game there too and had the same I don't know thoughts. Very cool, very cool um on park. I think the Tigers are just like staying afloat. <laughs> They're doing just enough to yep. keep us interested. The Miggy story is kind of almost it's sad. It's almost a little depressing. <laughs> They're not going to do it. I know we talked about it. They're not going to, you know, buy him out or basically cut him, but man, they almost should. I think he's hitting like 176 since last year's all-star break basically or something so they almost like you said jared they, they almost should just keep him as basically a pinch hitter you know yeah. on, in those situations where you need eighth inning ninth inning you need a guy to come in pinch hit but and i think i think so too 100 yeah. percent agree probably should not be starting anymore and just be a pinch hitter I mean, it's funny. It's 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 kind of funny to me how this 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 team and the way we view them has kind of changed since the start of the year. Where you yeah. know, it's kind of like, hey, this is just going to be Miggy's sort of farewells tour. Like we're we're all here for all the flowers, all the gifts. Tigers start competing a little bit, and it's like, you know, how can we how can we kind of juggle Miggy, who's maybe not at his best? I think we all can agree that obviously. Uh, and you know, having this kind of farewell season in the midst of a team that's really got a chance to kind of try and make the playoffs. So it's just right. been it's been a really kind of crazy ter- uh, thing to deal with. I think Hinch has done a good job, you know, playing him one game a series usually, right? Uh, yeah. Using him in pitch hit situ- situations like we saw with the walk off earlier this year. I mean, that's not an easy job. I mean, that's a legend, Hall of Fame legend right. that you are telling when and when he can't play. So I just again, I trust in the future of the Tigers. Not necessarily because of what I see in the field, but I think Scott Harris is a great GM, and I think AJ Hinch is one, still one of the best managers in baseball. So yeah. as long as we got those two guys, I think we're 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 in a good spot. And, and I think Miggy also. I mean, his attitude is he knows what's going on. I'm sure right. Hinch pulled him aside before the season even began and ha- told him his plans. And Miggy's all in, man. He, he's kind of grooving on this farewell tour and getting all these uh, presents from the different different squads out there. And yeah. you know, maybe there'll be a point where he can make it a a tremendous story and come up with a big pinch hit late in the season to right. win a big game. Yeah. yeah. What well, Ted? What you know? This kind of just came to my head, man. You really miss the opportunity on your farewells tour, you know, through the the fields and the gyms of Corona, Chesapeake, Duran. I mean, who knows? You could have had some special gifts being delivered or dropped off to you. Maybe like, you know, whatever, dinner for the night, pizza, <laughs> popcorn, that sort of thing at these places. I mean, you could have had it. Oh, I never thought of that. That's a good point. You could have got some could have got some free, you know, suckers from the concession stand. Some, <laughs> yep. free, some free crazy bread. 
two for one, you know, later in the game. Yeah. That kind of deal. <laughs> Never thought of that. All well, right. So you, you still say you're semi-retired, so maybe that's not. I'll not be doing fair. some games. So, right. yeah, semi-retired. Yeah. Well, listen, let's uh, let's end this thing. It's going to have a kind of a longer podcast, but we'll uh, have a shorter version of Tentertainment tonight right after this. Success Group Mortgage and Servicing is Shiawassee County's only licensed mortgage broker, lender, and servicer. That means you get exclusive products not found anywhere else. If you are looking to purchase a home or refinance a home in Florida, Hawaii, or Michigan, stop what you're doing and give Success Group Mortgage and Servicing a call. 989-720-4380. That's 989-720-4380. All right, let me start it off because it'll be interesting what our discussion will be on white men can't jump. But let's start it off with air. <clears throat> the Michael Jordan signing with Nike, that whole story, very little Michael Jordan in the movie. I think I think they did it perfectly. It was focused on Matt Damon at his Sonny Vaccaro character, you know, getting with uh, Mama Jordan, get on her side and all that went on in that. I thought the movie itself, was was very well done. If you're a basketball fan, if you if you want to know what went on in the in the 80s in the courting of Michael Jordan for his sneaker endorsement, I give it a, a high recommendation. And I would just I would just give you right now 2.7 at least on the three-point scale. I thought the acting was great. I thought the uh the music, the 80s music was really good and the set de- decor was was really good. So yeah 2.7 from Ted. Especially you being someone, we've talked about this with other movies or shows, you being someone from that era, I exactly. guess, you know, you know what clothes look like, you know, what fashion and hair and, you know, music and stuff like that looked like. So, you know, it's, it, if it's not authentic, you would know right away. You'd right. be like, that. that's not what it looked like in the 80s. You know, you would you would know right away. So when they hit that, that's like, you know, OK, cool. They nailed this. Yep. And like Jared, I think you mentioned last week that cast. Damon, Affleck, uh, Bateman, you know, and everyone else that was in it, you know, that's going to be good. I mean, you just, you know, it. those guys alone, that part's going to be good. So I still haven't watched it. We're going to, at some point, I've I've mentioned earlier, obviously I've been busy with softball, but we're going to watch it at some point, especially hearing these reviews that, that makes me even more say, yep, we, we got to, one of these nights we're going to watch it. So Amazon prime. It's a, it's a good flick, man. Uh, Like we talked, we talked about last week. I'll just recap what I kind of said is, I mean, Matt Damon, uh, Jason Bateman, Affleck, Davis, Viola Davis plays Michael Jordan's mom. I mean, the actors and actresses really are what make this movie work, in my yeah. opinion. I think yeah. it, ha- it had the – the it could have easily went White Men Can't Jump remake way if, if it didn't have the right people to kind of tell this story. It's just cool hearing, like, the behind-the-scenes – obviously, it's not exactly, you know, fact. Uh, but yeah. it's cool hearing the sort of behind-the-scenes of, of what a big sliding doors – moment that really was for nike for jordan for you know professional athletes in general where right. you know they started having their own shoe and that type of thing it's hilarious to think that jordan or not jordan excuse me magic bird they never really had their signature shoe i actually think they shared the same shoe the quote-unquote weapon uh Con- so yeah converse this opportunity that really was uh for converse or whoever adidas back in the day yeah yeah, and think about now. I mean, everyone, New Balance has signature athletes. 
you know, you, you mentioned John Morant earlier, yep. Ted. I mean, he's yeah. he's losing probably losing his Nike shoe deal. Kevin Durant just got the lifetime contract with Nike, you know. So a little yeah. side a little side note for you too. <clears throat> you know, back in the early 80s, I was still playing pretty good competitive city league basketball. And my shoe of choice was the Converse All-Star. This is before Nike, you know, made it with Jordan. I love yeah. my Converse. They were they were they were the shoe ever- to wear. Did you ever come around on the Jordan train? Did you ever buy yourself a pair of Air Jordans? Back I in did. Day? Yes, I did. Do you know what the first ones were? What was the first time you bought a pair? Well, I, I, I don't think they were like the first year, but I did have the red, white, and black Air Jordans. You know, I did have those. Nice. So I had to jump up. And I did want to say one other thing about that movie. You know, we talked about all the actors. I thought Chris Tucker was kind of unsung. I mean, I thought he did a great job yeah. in his uh, in his role in the movie. So. It was kind of cool me being a salesman as a professional, seeing oh, right. how seeing how they got together, you know, Phil Knight and Vaccaro and and Bateman and the shoe designer and then Chris Tucker. They all had a preview meeting the night before they were meeting with Jordan's family. Yeah. And that was very cool seeing because you know, they discussed how they were going to approach it and who was going right. to say what and what they were going to do. And it, it all came together pretty well in the movie. So I, I like that yeah. aspect. The, the fun back cool. to it I thought was cool was how they, I didn't know this part and they probably talked about it in the last dance. And I just don't remember it was how they Nike basically was paying Jordan's fines every game. Yeah. His shoes were too colorful. I mean, oh, what a right. brilliant idea. Yes. <laughs> well, that might've been what really kind of catapulted it, man. Obviously Jordan was a stud as soon as he walked in the NBA. So that helped. But right. Yeah. A great movie. I'd recommend it as well. How about let's start with you, Jared, on White Man Can't Jump. So as you guys know, I put the over under at about 10 minutes as far as I, as long as I make it into this <laughs> flick. Um, I made it about 20. Ted, this I'll tell you know where I you watched the whole thing, which my God, you deserve a medal of honor for that. I did. Uh, I did. Pod. Um basically what turned me off of it was in the first scene when Jack Harlow's, I don't even, I didn't even get to the part where I know their names, Jack Harlow's character. And I don't know the other guy's name, Wesley Snipes, Sis character, <laughs> but it's not Wesley Snipes. So they kind of meet each other. They get into this argument, like who's better at basketball type thing and how they settle it was not in a typical, you know, just five on five game, like any normal person would, they decide they're going to take five jump shots from the top of the key. Whoever yeah. makes the most out of five, is like the better player uh, or wins this battle, I guess. It just As soon as I saw that, I said, they know nothing about basketball. There's not a single gym in the United States or across the world for that matter, where if you have two kind of quote unquote alphas going at it, they're not going to settle it in a one spot, three point uh, NBA, three points presented by Starry shooting contest. <laughs> it just, as soon as I saw that, I said, I don't need to see any more of this movie. I know it's going down a bad path with people who don't know anything about basketball calling the shots, and that's what I got from it. I will say in the in the first few minutes, Harlow, for his first time acting, wasn't horrendous. He wasn't great by any stretch, and the writing wasn't exactly the best thing I've ever heard, but he wasn't the worst part of this movie. There's a lot of people that were a lot worse off than him. Yeah, I haven't, I, I haven't I haven't watched it, so go ahead, Ted. That, well, that's I'll, basically I'll, the reviews I read, though, Jared. It's that's pretty harsh, but it's not <laughs> too far off. I mean, I'll say one of the positives: it's on Hulu. So if you're a Hulu subscriber, it's not going to cost you anything extra. Uh, I thought Harlow actually, I thought he did a pretty good job. I mean, I watched the whole movie, and 
overall, he didn't have a lot to work with with the script. I agree with that. But I thought, you know, I haven't seen the guy. In fact, I got to tell you this, Jared, you get a laugh out of this. Kind of reminded me of your brother, Josh. You know, he had a little better better hair on top, but he, he kind of reminded me of him. But he I thought he did a good I thought he did a good job in the movie overall, but that was about it. I mean, I, I did look it up afterwards on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's 28% on the tomato meter. Okay, not good. That's rotten. But the 70, 70% on the audience uh, review, which I thought, huh. well, that might be a little high. But overall, I didn't think it was – it's not the worst movie I've ever seen. I mean, it, the basketball, you know, when they were playing basketball, looked realistic to me. Do you yeah. agree with that, Jared? When I mean, like, playing I, didn't, the I, didn't, I didn't even make it far enough to see a basketball scene. Oh, uh, like true. I said, it was a, a three-point shootout is what I saw. Yeah. yeah, that was bad. That was stupid. Uh, but overall, I would say 1.9. Yeah. It's okay. not bad. They, they take that as a win 10 times out of 10, man, for that movie. Yeah. I mean, if you're a basketball but, fan and you even you've watched the first one, which my one comment is, which is drives me crazy in Hollywood. Why do they feel the need to remake movies? Come up with some new ideas. That's right, what we right. want to pay to go to the movies for. We, why would we want to, if this was at the theater, I'd be, I'd be a hundred percent on with Jared and say, why would I waste my time on this? But okay. I had, I had a couple hours, you know, on a Saturday morning. I said, well, let's pop it on. My wife and I watched it. It was okay. Yeah. We, it wasn't, it wasn't to the point where I said, I got to turn it off. Right. Yeah, it does seem like, you know, are they trying to cater to the generation who watched the original one? You know, right. like with them remaking Space Jam. Now, you know, the kids like me who grew up on Space Jam maybe now have kids. So it's like, hey, let's watch this new Space Jam. You know, maybe yeah. that's what they're trying to do. Maybe. Would you guys say so? Not Jared, because you didn't make it past the first scene. Um, was it the writing? Was it the acting? Was it that it didn't live up to, you know, the original? Like, what do you think knocked it down so much? I think it was the script. I think it yeah. was the writing. I mean, the acting was, it was okay. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't Academy Award winning acting. You know, you look yeah. at a movie like Air where you got who we've already talked about, uh, you know, Bateman and all those guys, Damon, you know, these, these were kind of new people in the acting world yeah. for the most part, other than uh, the guy that played uh, Wesley Snipes' dad, <laughs> he's been around, and he had a he had a small part, but he was pretty good. He kind of reminded me who's the guy that was the big, the father figure. Uh, help me out, you know, the guy that was all over ESPN, the loudmouth guy, you know, talking. Levar Ball. Who? Levar Ball. Oh, Levar Ball. Yeah, yeah, Ball. Yeah, yeah. Kinda, yeah. It was kind of a guy like that, is what they yeah. tried to print out for you. Okay. But uh, yeah, I think the script was real weak. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, it's dude, I tell you what, Matt, turn this movie on. If you make it further than I did, kudos to you. If you make it through the entire movie, I mean, you deserve, you should be having President Biden putting a medal around your back <laughs> next week. I mean, I can't believe, Ted, you made it all the way through it. And sounds yeah. like you didn't really mind it. Sounds like you kind of enjoyed your time with this movie. I, I've seen worse. I've seen worse. Let's just put it that way. It was pretty, you know, it wasn't a great movie by any stretch, but I've, I have seen worse, but like I said, 1.9, that's not real high on my schedule. No, I mean, that's not terrible though. I, that's yeah. not a bad score. It's what? 60% maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, I do. It, it's fresh. It's If it's 60%, man, that's fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. So you would say it's a fresh movie by your, yeah. by your scale. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, put me in the 70% audience. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, one other thing, you guys know I like my uh, mysteries and thrillers. I just happened to come come upon one. I think your mom talked about it one time, Jared. It's called Behind Her Eyes. It's a Netflix. Uh, That's a six, trippy one, man. Six parts. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. It is trippy. I mean, it's, uh, it, like I said, a thriller involves three people. It's kind of a tr love triangle thing. But I won't ruin the ending. But I will say the ending is very trippy. It leaves a pit in your stomach. You know those those certain shows or movies you watch where it sticks with you for a day? That's yeah. kind of how I would describe that one. It's It leaves a pit in your stomach that throws off your entire day. It, it was pretty wild, I will say that. But I, if you like thrillers, man, it's only a six-part six series. It's not bad. And this I believe, is, this isn't a true, based on a true story? It's not no, based on a book. No. It's a book. A novel, yeah. yeah. So, no, I agree. That's I that was that was, I I'm surprised I never recommended that on this show. That it's it's that's definitely worth a watch. Like I said, it, it do it when you don't have anything going on the rest of the day cuz it, it might it kind of messes with you. Yeah. <laughs> they tied it together pretty good. Nice. All right, that's all I have on Tether Table. Anything else from you guys? Not at no. the moment. I I don't think I'll be watching White Men Can't Jump. Got to be that's honest, okay. but definitely definitely will get to air at some point. No, yeah. we'll get to that. I want to hear your review on that. It was yeah. I thought it was well done. I just All right. uh, I'll give a quick shout out and not yeah. even entertainment, but Bob Baffert, uh three oh, yeah, yeah. 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 When you see Baffert, he won me some dough, you know, not a lot, I bet twenty five, and he won me a hundred dollars this weekend. I mean, just just what who is more legendary and dependable? We talk about undependable players, Anthony Davis, LeBron James. He is dependable, man. National treasure, his horse. Couldn't run in the Kentucky Derby because of violations, but he ran in this one. He wins it. So I just want to give a quick shout out to our guy, Bob Baffert. He's always yeah. there for us. Yeah. He had quite a day too, losing one of his horses too earlier in the day. Right. He had to euthanize it. I didn't hear that. Yeah. yeah There's I, also I, somebody building like the Great Wall of China above me. Sorry <laughs> for anyone that's hearing that. I'm going to mute myself. Yeah. I think that's a signal we got to bail out of here. Yeah. Let's just, let's just say this has been the three point podcast presented by Memorial Healthcare's now Community Wellness Center. We're brought to you by them and SkyMint Cannabis, farm to stash, grown right here in the Great Lakes State. Over 20 locations in Michigan. Check out Michigan's best bundles for great deals on flower vapes, pre-rolls, edibles, and extracts. $3 pre-rolls. Ounces as low as $49. Bucks. Gift cards available. More details if you're over 21, go online at SkyMint.com. Also, Memorial Healthcare Wellness Center. They're on board, boys, for another year with us. And uh, they're excited to be a part of Three Point Podcast. We're excited to be a part of their great facility. Uh, just a tremendous gym on the campus of Memorial. Just so much going on up there. They have uh, the big salad if you want to get smoothies or great uh, nourishment, you know, and in the gym, everything you need in the gym to get in shape, Jared. You know, you talked about it earlier. Time to get back yeah, to Memorial. Yeah, I, I could really, after that five guys yesterday, I could really use the steam room right now, man. <laughs> yeah. What about also want to thank AZ Printing Solutions, Capital Sports Fieldhouse, CR Auctions, Nelson House Funeral Homes, Rivals Tap House and Grill, and Success Group Mortgage and Servicing. Also want to send a big thanks out to Yosef Nasser. Follow him on Twitter at Yosef Nasser TV and check him out on ABC 12. Also follow us on the socials at Three Point Pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, as we always say, peace and love, be kind. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.
Hey gang, please consider a donation to the ALS Association Michigan chapter serving people with ALS and their families since 1988. There still is no cure for Lou Gehrig's disease and every 90 minutes someone is diagnosed with ALS. For more details, go online at webmi.alsa.org. Three Point Podcast is a Sportsnet Michigan Three Point Podcast production. Subscribe and share on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or any of your favorite podcast hosting sites. Comments and questions can be sent via social media at Three Point Pod or by email to Three Point Pod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.